You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we are talking about all the bubbles, all right? The <laughs> NWSL Challenge Cup bubble. We're talking about the MLS is back bubble. Uh, and right. we're, starting we're talking with about Christian's behind bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, we're starting with Marissa Pilla, uh, who is the lead sideline reporter for the NWSL Challenge Cup. And what do we got next, Alexis? Oh, and then after that, we go to the other bubble. We're going to go talk to <laughs> Dom Dwyer of Orlando City. And let me tell you something. We talk about it all. Okay. So all this and more today on the Cool Again! Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris. And Allie Krieger. And you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, The Cooligans, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, baby! Okay. <laughs> Woo! Come on. Yes, look at this. Uh, we got some, uh, you know, all, you know, almost Friday energy. Okay. Is it? <laughs> I'm, one of these days I'm going to collapse, and I just want to hear what the beginning of the show sounds like with Christian both trying to keep it professional, but also wondering if I'm okay. Hey, man, look, it, uh, if it'll get some clicks, whatever it takes. <laughs> it's all about the views at this point. Maybe I should pretend to collapse, you know? Uh, yeah, you could be uh, like Wendy Williams with, uh, you know, when she when she collapsed, remember? <laughs> I do not remember you that. Know, you got to watch more Wendy Williams. Anyway. Yeah, uh, daytime TV, folks. <laughs> uh, so, hey, everybody. Hello. Uh, we are the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host uh-huh. the funniest soccer show on television. Yeah. You guys remember when stand-up comedy existed? <laughs> We're not just that, though. <laughs> we also happen to be the gulliest. Correctamundo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm talking like Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction for some reason. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Boy, your references are starting to really target down into the early aughts. You know what I mean? Or when did Pulp Fiction come out? <laughs> no, that was was that in the 90s? Who knows? Anyway. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Uh, wow. So uh, we're excited about uh, today's show because uh, not only are we, uh, obviously, we're, we're, we're going to be joined later. In we're going a, in two bubbles, dude. Two bubbles. <laughs> we're going to be in two bubbles, my dude. Double bubble. Uh, is, oh. that a, is that a gum? I don't know. <laughs> Yo, right? It's like, uh, first of all, trademark it right now. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm Cancel the sure. show. I'm we're billionaires. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Craft <I'm-> Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're talking about MLS's back a little bit later with Dom Dwyer of Orlando right. City. Uh, but we have to get started with the the first uh, contact sport, contact team sport to come back in the United States. Which is that was, the proper terminology for it? It is contact team sport. Yeah, I'm I'm adding I'm adding terminology right. to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you stacking you stacking credentials because these people gotta know. Okay. Right? It's kind of like when you're making a resume and you're like, I can't just say answered phones. So you got to stretch it out you a little be, bit. You, uh, 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 you know, advanced, highly technical, right? telephone operative assistant. Assisted multiple organizations <laughs> with communications. And you're like, okay. okay. Damn. You might be overqualified. So for no, this Applebee's. We're excited. The NWSL uh, made its, you know, the return first uh, to, to um, American uh, uh, team sports. Uh, and we're right. excited to be joined by our guest who is right there in, in the middle of Utah, in the bubble, uh, talking about everything at NWSL right. Challenge Cup. So please introduce Six, our she is, guest. She is perpetually six feet to the left <laughs> and about a foot and a half in front. 
<laughs> in an odd angle, which we got to ask, <laughs> the hell's going on out there in Utah? <laughs> uh, we're so happy. This is the second time that this uh, guest has been on our show. But the first time was all the way back on September 30th, 2016. And yeah. boy, have both of all three of our careers changed. Both of us. <laughs> Christian is still in the same place. No, but no, the yeah. both of, no, I'm I in mean, my mom's basement. It hasn't I, <laughs> but the beautiful background. Uh, and the food's good. No, but I mean, it's just, it's so great to, to be able to bring this person back on. Uh, you know her, you love her. If you used to be a fan of, uh, of Philadelphia Union, you remember her. And now... She is the, uh, I guess, the lead announcer for NWL slash the NWL uh, Challenge Cup, which is on CBS and CBS All Access. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only, Marissa Pilla. Come on. Hey, guys. Hey, hey Marissa. Hey. Welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much. Alexis just uh, said lead announcer, but you, you're really the sideline reporter, so just yeah. want to be accurate about that. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm stalking the sidelines every game. That's where yeah, I, got- I live. I got most of that right. So <laughs> there's uh, a lot of adjectives in the build-up too. So I know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> uh, Marissa, thank you so much for joining us again. Yes, the last time uh, you were on uh, our podcast, which was uh, yes in 2016, you were uh, you know working uh, with the Philadelphia Union. Uh, you've done I mean so many things uh, since then. But now it's been awesome watching you during the, the during the Challenge Cup and, and being the the main reporter. You're interviewing interviewing all the. Players players what's uh sort of the experience been like so far i know one uh it's stupid hot right in utah so it has <laughs> yeah. to be a little bit challenging right. and Technical then also term. talk a little bit about <laughs> <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the bubble uh itself and, and how everything uh you know kind of is turning out uh, out there in utah sure yeah i think a lot of us didn't know what to expect because like with everything that's going on it, no one has any experience with something like this um a lot of people a lot of uh, national team players I was talking to, they were like, oh, it kind of reminds me of like a national team camp, but like you can also leave during that camp. Like you can go take a hike, you can, you know, go to a restaurant and here it, you don't have that freedom. Um, but I think the teams have done a good job at giving the their players outlets. Like there's game rooms set up in their hotels. For me, I'm in an apartment right across the street from uh, the stadium. So I've got a very quick commute. I still drive because I just I'm getting enough steps on the sidelines. I just drive right home. Um, but it's your, been pretty your, your good. Fitbit, your Fitbit's like, are you sure? You yeah, they're like, just they're like, Fitbit, I Fitbit think battery is like for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, first of all, you never move, and now you're walking a lot. Is everything okay? <laughs> Siri calls you on the phone. Like, yeah, Yo, you like, good? You gotta stop moving. What was the? Um, I, I, we can maybe get into it a little bit more after the break if it's a longer answer but what the news about the orlando pride not being able to to join in on the tournament how how was that received uh, amongst like the the media and maybe some you know the rest of the players i think most people were just kind of heartbroken for the team um because at least from my point of view when i was doing all of my prep orlando was one of the teams i was most excited to see um they had so much energy heading into not only the draft like the off season uh their head coach mark skinner just had so much passion like putting into what he wanted this team to look like we talked to him on the phone and he was just like this is going to be such a completely different team and they really brought in so many interesting players and emily sonnet and and ali riley was with the team and we got to talk to some of them and everybody just seemed so excited to be like wait like just you wait until you see us like we're gonna look great and I they were kind of my team to watch so for me personally I was just so disappointed for them 
Um, I know they were working crazy hard. They said their training sessions were super intense just to get ready. Um, and you want to see them out there. You want to see, you know, you want the whole league to be able to compete to really see where people are and to not have them in here. It, it's been tough, but I've been loving their Twitter account, yeah, which is yeah. just like <laughs> going yeah. off the rails, like every game. And it's just made everything so much more interesting. Yeah. They've every, people haven't seen the Orlando pride Twitter account has just been, uh, <laughs> the, the biggest fan of, of really? the result challenge cup. And they just embraced like the situation. And so it's, it's like, good they're still involved somehow, which is kind yeah. of great. Yeah. And uh, I love yeah. that they took that approach because very easily you could feel like, Oh, we're not in it. And we'll just watch from afar. But I love that they kind of went all in and, and they're just piggybacking on totally, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Christian and I have been doing a lot of these uh, sort of Twitch watch alongs and the fans really seem to be involved. And we've been trying to do just a lot of charity stuff, just bring a lot of attention. But it seems like the, the players have sort of taken this opportunity as well to really make sure that their voice is heard. Obviously, we saw some really powerful scenes um, on the first day uh, with a lot of the players taking knees uh, that that uh, just the the picture you can't get out of your head of um, Julie Ertz and remind me Casey Short, Casey, Casey Short. Short, Casey Short, uh, sort of embracing in this moment of like sort of just just sort of trying to share that moment and trying to be as 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 really making a hell of a statement across the board what have you noticed uh from uh just from being there and and how important it is for some of these players to really make their voice heard yeah I, that moment with julie Ertz and casey short it was it it was incredible um it really was like so so powerful and i think that first day um because they were the second game of the first day but that first day had so much emotion kind of buzzing around it because not only were players anxious to get back on the field, but they really, it was very important for them to, to stand for, you know, their causes like black lives matter and show what they, they care about and the uh, communities they want to help support. And so I think there was all this energy around that too. So they were, t they, um, they took a knee for the um, anthem. And then they also did a moment of silence um, for 46 seconds um, for George Floyd. And it was just very, very powerful. You could tell like right at the beginning of the game when emotions are already heightened, they were even more so. And then throughout this tournament, players had been donating their goal bonuses to organizations. And Sarah Gordon started her pass it along challenge where she donated, I think it was $5 for every pass she completed in um, Sunday's game to an organization that gives free mental health services to low income communities. And her yeah. teammates kind of snowballed on that. So it's really great to see not only these players back in action because we know like that's where they want to be and they love being there, but also seeing them take advantage of that their platform is heightened and what they really care about being able to support that. Yeah, yeah. look, I'm I'm even I'm part of it too. I'm trying to support. <laughs> this is a shirt from uh, Gal Pal Sports, and obviously. Meg Linehan, who's a friend of the show, and they made a shirt right. for her to support uh, Black and Pink, which is a which is a LGBT uh, a Black trans uh, organization. So right. look at this. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great shirt too. Yeah. If you don't get the reference, that's when Meg had the schedule but would refuse to give it to anyone. She she always holds yeah. on tight to that schedule. Right? How dare she? It's, just, okay. it's disrespectful, Meg. Yeah. Gladly, yeah. You know, I'm just happy that we have a platform to shame her uh -huh. <laughs> and do this. Okay. It's about time people know the. truth. Truth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you? You've been right on the sideline. You've been getting a chance to really communicate with a lot of these players, especially um, after they've played the match and throughout it. We're especially for a lot of people who maybe are new to NWSL. 
a lot of the big names we've watched, but there's been a lot of standout stars that oh, people yeah. that are becoming stars during this competition. Who in particular would you say maybe one or two that have really stood out and really started to really make a name for themselves? And why is yeah. it definitely Shea Groom? Go yeah. for it. <laughs> Shea Groom. How good does she look? Oh, oh my, my God. God. She's so much fun to watch. And, you know, her. I talked to her about like joining a new team and what that meant for her. Because you would think after, you know, you're seen in a certain light with a certain team. And she said being she loved her time. Um, with her Sky other Blue. teams at Rain, uh, Rain and Rain. and um, but going to Houston, she's like being able to like hook up with Rachel Daly up top. Like it just gives her so many more options, and she's just incredible to watch because she's this like she's very small in stature, and that header that she hit Dude. a couple of games ago, I was like, <laughs> how did you do that? But she's so fun to watch. Um, Portland's got a goalkeeper, Bella Bixby, that's really fun to watch. She had only a few days to prepare. Um, for the opening game, they found out uh, French couldn't go and, and they gave Bella Bixby the shot and she kind of had to, she, she's been ready, but mentally prepare for in, in just a few days. Um, who else has been really good? I mean, Washington Spirit just has so many great young players. Yes. Um, they've been Ashley Sanchez, Ashley Hatch, like they've both been doing really well. I don't know. There's just so many exciting players. And that's what's really cool about this league is that. Yes, it has incredible athletes on the national teams and the international teams. But then when they get an opportunity to go through the depth and, and show who else they have, um, it's it's really fun to see who kind of emerges. And as far as uh, just just some quality teams, what has, uh, you know, look, the, the cur- I feel like this tournament is anybody but the courage, right? That's what people, <laughs> people are saying because <laughs> they, they, they're just so, so dominant. So who, yeah. is, who, is, who feels like maybe the second best team, you know, watching it on TV might not feel the same as, as, right. as being on the sideline. Who do you think is, is like the next standout? You know, Washington's really been doing well. Um, it just feels like they're right there and they have so much talent. Like their midfield's very talented. I mean, you have Rose Lavelle and and even their goalkeeper, Aubrey, Aubrey Bledsoe, has been doing really well. And even though they're the youngest team in the tournament, they've shown um, a, real, a real sense of resiliency. Um, and also, I think when you're young, um, I've heard this from players and coaches in the past that like when you have young players, they often play with this fearlessness because they're just like, hey, I'm here to play. And, and, it, and it really works well. So I really like Washington. Houston's looked really fun on offense, too. If Sky they could Blue's, just put it all together, Houston yeah. would be so dangerous. They're they are just, so like, fun to right watch. There, they are the so conversion fun to from Ewis to the to uh, to uh, grooms and uh, Daly just is wild. Yeah. And what I, Daly can do, like her relentlessness on the ball, is just. I, I look at her. I'm like, where does that fire come from? Like she yeah. is relentless. Yeah, Who well, on the other team talk garbage to you? <laughs> like she is. She is like a like an Apache. Who, what, yeah, what she. I was going to say, what, what what have been uh, some of the surprises? Uh, like, at least for me, looking at the table, right? So we're we're recording this on uh, Monday the 13th, but obviously the, the, the quarterfinal, um, uh, they, they start Friday and Saturday. Uh, so we don't know the exact seating. But to see, like, Portland and even Houston to be so kind of just low on uh, pretty much at the bottom of the table is, is quite the shock. Yeah, for sure, especially with Portland because I think they've they've played well. Um, they've had halves and that they look so completely dominant, and it's just that thing of missing that final touch, and that's kind of what we're hearing from coaches is like we're just missing that little that little final touch, that little something extra in, in the attacking third. And I think a lot of that just has to do with like this is the first time these these women are playing in yeah. months, and and you still kind of have to work all of that out. And there's new players and and all of that. But I think Portland is is 
such a talented team, obviously. Yeah. Um, you have Christine Sinclair and, and you have Megan Klingenberg and Lindsay Horan when she's in and how can you not be talented? So yeah. I think, you know, it's interesting to see how the seating has shaped up, but once these knockout rounds come, it's going to be a whole new yeah, game. Yeah. At I can't wait to watch level. Everybody's warmed yeah. up and they're going to be getting oh, going. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, yes, and a reminder, the the uh, the quarterfinals uh, begin Friday uh, and Saturday, so uh, this weekend, so make sure to check those out. And then the final uh, will end up being July 26th at, I yes. believe, 1230. Which uh, will yeah. be on CBS. Time. On CBS, be, on big CBS, big, yeah, it's a real C, yeah, really yeah. big deal. We're excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the first, uh, the, the opening game had uh, a ton of viewers. The ratings were were incredible. So yeah. I expect uh, the same, uh, or maybe hopefully even better for 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 the final. So, uh, Marissa Pilla, thank you so much uh, for thank joining us. We really appreciate it, and, and best of luck out there in in Utah. All right, everybody. Thank you, guys. We'll be, be back. safe driving two hundred feet. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> we'll be back with Dom Dwyer of Orlando City right after this. Everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We want to bring in the word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right. You being Gully Squad. Thank <laughs> you. You right so- now listening. <laughs> you, all of it, you, yes, you've, uh, uh, you've contributed to this marketing campaign. That's right. Thank you so much. <laughs> and if you're listening and you're not in Gully Squad, I'm not going to say it's not thanks to you. I think you already know that. But you can. This can be thanks to you. All you got to do is join Gully Squad. It's mad simple. You know it, what I mean? Because what yeah. happens is you join Gully Squad, and guess what happens? We show up at your house. We so we don't care about the quarantine, you know what I mean? <laughs> we show up at your house and we say, yo, thank you. And then that's it. We leave. It's very odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we break lockdown rules. Uh, that's how committed to you we are. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> you, where, where you live in Europe? Be there in a few hours, my guy. <laughs> okay. Yo, Boris, open up the borders. <laughs> yo, Latvia? All right. <laughs> I might have to use points, but we're going to get there. <laughs> okay. We're, I've, uh, we're we're unbrexiting right now. <laughs> I, yo, we've we right. decided. <laughs> we here. What's good? Is this Europe or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, join Gully Squad. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, awesome. Uh, Perks and privileges. Obviously, we have a. a I like a, the hesitation you put on perks, man. Even <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, what do we got?" <laughs> we got you can uh, obviously the the, the the our Slack channel, uh, our birthday parties, dope Zoom Zoom hangouts. Uh, it, it has it has it all. So yeah, and pins and and pop sockets and you know uh, cool stuff. It's just one of those things like, yo, you're supporting us. Uh, it doesn't matter the level. You're gonna get some dope perks. You're gonna get a chance at exclusive content. You're gonna get a chance to hang out chat with us and yo like the slack channel it's almost like just a big group chat there's like people sharing food to do on the road once we get back on the road people sharing pictures of the food they're cooking while they're on quarantine people sharing pictures of pizza and i'm roasting it we do other stuff than food don't we christian (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little bit i mean look there's uh, people sharing uh, music that they enjoy it's it's its own community of of soccer fans that uh, appreciate comedy and appreciate other things in life that they can uh, share with each other uh and it's really growing into something that's that's organic that is not really about christian and alexis and it's beautiful to see so i know it's bothering me it should constantly be about (laughs) us but also they get a chance to to be a part of the show when we have guests we ask them what questions should we ask when we say those are gully squad questions yo those are questions directly from that slack channel from gully squad so if you're a member of the gully squad and you're not in the slack channel get on that what are you doing there's not a lot of you there's like a few of you that haven't like there's a few there's almost like i think maybe 
30 or 40 people that are not in the Slack channel. It's that- what a handful of people. <laughs> Come on, get in here. Get in there. Uh, so, yeah, again, go to SoccerCooligans.com, click on the Join Gully Squad button, and, uh, and get on board, man, because you're missing out. Hell yeah. SoccerCooligans.com slash Gully Squad. All right, baby, we're back. Cooligans Living Room FC. And yo, Christian, we, you know, people say, oh, why didn't you guys go to the bubble? We didn't have to. We're in there via camera, bruh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we sent the drone. Turns out we didn't have a strong enough battery on that bad boy. It died in North Carolina. But luckily we got the internet. We in there. And I'm so excited for this player. Yeah, I'm very uh, stoked because I'm I'm, not, I'm like giddy. I, I'm, right? this, is, this is wild. This is, I, I'm, I'm glad we were talking to a player inside the bubble, but specifically specifically this player who we are not only fans of but he the, the man is, is is always in uh he's always in the news for good and bad reasons he doesn't I care mean, he's, he's all he, over the map he's just he's trying not, to get on them headlines bro his his, <laughs> his his wife roasting him on the internet what everything bro it's Every what, angle. it's just one of the most entertaining MLS players uh that that we have so please introduce our guest Alexis I mean you should be excited or nearly as excited as we are our first player from inside the bubble all right has played with the men's national team, came all the way from West Sussex, England, from the South, as they like to pronounce it. The starting forward for your Orlando City, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mr. Sydney. No, I'm joking. Dom Dwyer, everybody. My guys, thank you for having me. Well, um, good. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us, man. Yeah, like we like the in the introduction, uh, we're huge fans. Uh, I, we do have to ask you are the first player that we're speaking to uh, from inside the bubble. So the news that we got, you know, there's that there's that Twitter account that is like who knows. I don't know who that Twitter account is that is leaking all this information uh, right? about what's going on in the, inside the bubble. I don't know. I don't know if we're talking to the leak. Who knows? Foss, Foss ain't go, I ain't got time apart. for that. I ain't got time for that. That's how you're gonna start it. I love it. <laughs> no, but how is how is it in there? How is it in there? How are you feeling uh, in, in general? Honestly, um, you know, being one of the first teams to arrive here, um, it's honestly not terrible. Um, you know, you're gonna see highlights on the internet of of the bad things, and you know, some are quite entertaining. Um, but you know, honestly, it's, it's not terrible. Um, the league is working hard as we go to, to improve things that players aren't happy about. Um, there's a lot of open conversations and, you know, they're really asking us what else we need and what else we want. So I think it's not ideal, especially for players with families. Um, you know, you want to be with them and you can't really have any freedom to go anywhere or do anything. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's never going to be perfect, but it's, it's, it's okay. Um, the meals are getting better. There's only a couple meals. Um, I think when you first arrive and you have to stay into your room, you know, some of them that get delivered to the door, um, fruit is maybe the best option. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's honestly, it's really good. And, and the staff are working hard. And, um, you know, it, I, I can't say it's a bad situation um, for what it is. We get to play football and that's what we love to do. Dude, if, if I went somewhere and I was stuck there for a couple of weeks and the best option was fruit, day one, I'd be on camera crying, going, I want to go home. <laughs> Immediately. I look like a kid in day camp for the first time. What is this, what is this nutritional prison they've yeah. got me? <laughs> why, is this, why is this sandwich yellow and shaped this way? Like, That's a banana, dude. <laughs> this hot dog is terrible. Oh, <laughs> so I, I, did, I, I at least want to ask, uh, we should get this, yeah, the, ser- the serious stuff out of the way, especially with the with the news about, you know, the, the teams that, that, you know, couldn't even play in the tournament. 
tournament. All right, FC yeah. Dallas and uh, and Nashville. Um, what was uh, sort of the feeling like when when that news sort of came out? Even with Toronto uh, and DC having their game postponed, uh, luckily for, being for false positive, false, false positive, yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, how does that sort of feel for the players? Uh, kind of like uh, you know about when the next game is going to be and why and and if the to- if anything will happen with the tournament in itself. Yeah, I mean it's difficult, you know, because sometimes it's concerning. Um, you wonder if the tournament will go ahead, and and really we're all here. We've worked hard. We just want to play games, um, so that's why we're here. And you know, we're all gutted for Dallas and for Nashville. Um, you know, and it's it's probably something which which they decided was for the best. And you know, you look at the bigger picture, and it you know it probably was for the best. Um, and and it shows you how quickly those things can happen. You know, one guy can catch it from somewhere, or you know, not really taking the proper precautions and. And that happens and then it can cost the whole team. So, um, you know, I give huge credit to, to our club and, you know, the other teams that are, are still in the tournament. Um, and, you know, even the testers, you know, they're here every day. They're out 12 hours a day sitting in the hotel. I'm sure they're quarantined in here as well. So um, really it's credit to them for, for helping us getting, you know, getting this tournament underway and being able to do it. Um, so, you know, our, our staff has been strict with us, um, you know, for probably a, a good month or so uh, before the tournament. Um, we didn't really do too much other than training and then going straight home. And, um, you know, it's, it's really been a difficult time. And I had some interesting challenges, obviously, because my wife plays as well on the women's side. I'm sure you've heard of her. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> familiar, <laughs> so, I think. We had to Google it. You guys are familiar. familiar. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, so each time there would be a scare with her team, um, I would then be, be quarantined away. So actually for the, for the two weeks leading up to the tournament before we came into quarantine here, uh, I spent three days in a hotel while they had a false positive. Then I was allowed to go home again. And then the week leading up to it, once they, you know, they had actual positive, I had to then distance myself from my kids and my family a week earlier. So I've been in yeah. quarantine now for about a month um, away from them. So it's been, it's been a challenging time and um, it was pretty difficult to start with. And, you know, going from there, I mean, I couldn't even go home and pack a bag, you know, I was go, driving back from practice yeah, yeah. and, I get a phone call and it's like, hey, uh, someone's been exposed, exposed for Sydney's team. You got 20 minutes, pack up your bag. She's on her way home. You need to get out before she's home. So wow. I couldn't say bye to the kids. Um, I couldn't say bye to her. I just had to jump in the hotel, stay there and, and wait until the get, you know, we got the go ahead to come in, in the Disney hotel. And then, you know, I've been here. Yeah, dude, that, I mean, that's just wildly, uh, uh, you know, frustrating. I, like a lot of times, you know, people uh, can o- kind of oversimplify what's going on. And, and but hearing those details, like, you know, b- makes it a lot more real and, and humanizes I, it. Yeah. And frankly, as you know, as fans of the of the, you know, Dwyer family, uh, for us to not be able to get the social media Instagram photos <laughs> that you guys normally deliver, right. it's, actually, it's, it's extra devastating. I know. I know that you're as you're wondering where on the priority list we as fans are should be near the top because we didn't get what we should get based on your social media. She she's the boss, you know. She's she's the mastermind of everything. So um, I think she's quite mad at me. You know, she'll normally send me things. You need to do this. You need to do this. But no, she's uh, she's she's very good and skilled. So I credit her for that. How is she handling not sort of being able to play in this tournament? Is she sort of, I mean, it's been a a little bit now. Is she a bit more comfortable with it now? But I'm sure she was gutted at first. Yeah, she was gutted, you know, because she's barely played um, in like two years. You know, she came came from back from having Cassius um, and she got a little bit of a taste of it. And then the season ended and then um, she had Rue as well. So that was another season ending injury. And then she's worked, to be fair to her, she has worked so hard. And I, I had to push her slightly at the beginning and then it's, you know, it's all her. It's all her drive and what she wants to do. So, 
she worked hard and um, she was, of course, devastated for a, for a couple of weeks. And I'm sure she still hurts now. And it's probably difficult now that I'm gone too and I'm playing and she's not able to play. Yeah. Um, so I feel for her. But to be fair, she's taking it in her stride. You know, she's I FaceTimed her this morning and she was in the garage working out with the neighbor. And, you know, she's she's just grafting away still. She's driven. Um, so. So she wants yeah. in. You'll see her back on the field, no doubt. That, I mean, she, I, yeah, she's one of the most inspiring uh, athletes because we, you know, those photos of her going viral of being pregnant and training, and yep. you know, she's inspiring to a lot of people. She's a beast, mate. She's a beast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. She's exercising for two. I'm not even exercising for one. <laughs> when it, when do you do, by the way? <laughs> I just, I, this morning I gave birth to something. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, I, I think we should uh, kind of get this out the way. And obviously the, 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 the MLS is back tournament opened with uh, Orlando City against Inter Miami. Uh, and you had, you had quite, a, quite a game, all right? You were, it, yeah. it, it was, look, it was it definitely chippy. Obviously the game was going to be you know neither team wanted to to lose and 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 Orlando City ended up winning uh but there was a controversial uh uh, moment obviously uh with uh an injury uh that happened to uh uh, Reyes of Inter Miami uh and uh yeah so we should at least talk about it a little bit because it seemed very serious at the time yeah I mean you know honestly it was it was very bittersweet um you know obviously it was great for the team you know to get a win and and to get a result, um, I think it was the start of a long rivalry with this team and a, and a real rivalry. Um, you know, it's a local team in Florida. Um, but it was, you know, it was, it was disappointing. It was a tremendous battle. Um, it was a, it was a great fight. And then, you know, to see a player get injured and, and from your hands as well is, is never a good feeling. And it, um, you know, it, it definitely threw my head off for the rest of the game. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it, it I play physically, um, you know, I'm a competitive player always. Uh, my mentality is to win the game, um, never to hurt players or to, to cause any damage, of course. Um, you know, I think I ha- my last game was September 29th of last year. So that was probably 283 days of frustration and and, wow. and wanting to prove to a new coach, um, you know, who I am and show him as a player, you know, I'm a competitor and I want to win and, and what I can do for the team. And, you know, constantly battling for balls. Um, those things happen in football. And, you know, it was a physical game and he's a, a tremendous player. And, um, you know, we were we were having a great battle um, up until that moment. And, um, you know, it was it was it was horrible to see, honestly. Um, and, you know, my teammates were coming up to me. They, they saw I wasn't too happy with it. And, um, you know, they said, you know, focus on the game, carry on. And, um, you know, I was subbed off the pitch and, you know, I went straight to their coach just to let him know that, you know, that's that's not who I am. Um, yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, I reached out to him via social media. We spoke, um, um, he said he, he saw the video, he saw it, it wasn't intentional. Um, we had some bigger collisions, I think in the first half that were, were bigger than that one. Um, but you know, I, I actually, in that play, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. Honestly, I thought he was just trying to get me booked, you know? So when I, you know, we finished the play, I came back over to him and, you know, he, he was struggling with his breathing and it was, it was horrible to see. Um, and those yeah. were a long, long six minutes. Um, so, uh, you know, I was upset with the, the ambulance crew not getting on faster. I think they just didn't want to cause more panic. Um, but it was a, it was not a nice situation to be honest, but you know, he's, he's well and he's okay. Um, you know, he's, he's back in the bubble, he's back in the tournament. Um, and you know, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's what you want to see, you know, things happen in football and scary moments. And, you know, luckily he, there was no issue with him. Um, and he was good. Yeah. yeah just that's... visually and audio, like audio wise, cause there's all these mics 
shoved in the field and you could really hear him gasping for air. So it yeah. seemed like a really big moment at the time, but it's what a, what a wonderful thing that he's, he's much better. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to, to hear that, uh, especially that he's doing better. Uh, you know, it, it is interesting and we can talk a little bit even about maybe let's talk about your, uh, uh, the, either your style of play or just like the, the, being a forward in major league yeah. soccer right it's it's a difficult task right because a lot of these uh, a lot of the center backs are big ass dudes that you have to bruisers most of them have got have got 20 30 pounds on me um you know so so we're battling away constantly and i remember it was in 2014 i was uh there was a stat i was the most fouled player in the league um so i kind of just then award for I decided that, that a, if I wasn't get getting, I, I didn't. I didn't get too much for it, honestly. So just a few bruises. And, um, is that? So, is that? So I decided. Just you know, real quick, I'll, before you continue, is that is that part of your technique though? Is that like, are you trying to draw those fouls? Yeah, it depends, right? Because you know, as a striker, if if the play is is going on in the box, your team is defending. You need to put yourself in a good position to be in front of the center back to receive the ball, hold it up lay it off for your team and allow the attack to start. Um, so normally with a bigger guy, it's kind of difficult, right? They're literally sitting on your back. Um, so you can either take a touch um, and then lay it off or you try and lay it off in one touch. But once you take that second touch, you're getting smacked like a little car crash. <laughs> um, so that would often happen, you know, a little bit of a sore neck the next day. Um, and, you know, I just decided, um, you know, to give it back a little. And, you know, I'd train against our defenders and they would be like, I hate when you do that. I hate when you pressure me. You know, it makes me uncomfortable on the ball. It, it makes you feel under pressure. So I try to add that to my game. And, you know, as a striker, unfortunately, we're not the best tacklers. So <laughs> sometimes you're going for the ball and you're a little bit late. Um, and that's we in England, we call that a striker's tackle. Um, so, you know, you normally get one or two a game before you get booked. Um, and just to put pressure on defenders and, you know, normally that, that makes them want to come and hit you harder. So once you give them a little hit, you know, next time they're coming to hit you hard, you're going to go down, free kick, and your team's up the field. So, so it's part of the game, and it's you know, as a, as a youngster, I was coached that way. Um, you know, you back your body into the player. Normally, it's a it's an arm across the chest. Um, you know, and you're just pushing away. So sometimes, you know, I've I've got red cards for that. I've hit them in the face. A lot of the time, you're watching the ball's flight, so you're just leaning back, and once you feel the contact off the player, that's kind of your mark to know that that's where they are. Yeah. Um, and you know, collisions happen, and that's that's just part of the game. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. It's like it, it is a uh, you know the, the, the strategy uh, behind it. You know, because as fans, we're just like, "Yo, Dom, put in the back of the net. What are you doing?" Like, we just get frustrated. <laughs> 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 hey, <laughs> trust me, I don't like that part either. Yeah. I like being in the box scoring goals, but. That's the bit that's, that's added an extra flair to my game. So if, if that's yeah. what the boss wants and if that's what it takes to win, I'm in. Yeah, Hell yeah, dude. I'd be grabbing my knee from the from the first whistle. I'd be like, you saw what these dudes is doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even know if this is fair. We're like in different weight classes. Hey. This should be a different league for hey, us. Hey, straight up. You kind of look like a it's bear like cub trying to get your back, back scratched the against the big tree. These, some of these dudes is monsters. <laughs> all right, uh, all I remember right. trying to fight with uh, Waston once, um, and he's – he must be about 100 pounds heavier than me. And I was, I was squaring up to him. He's just looking down at me, just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like when we made we made eye contact with Roman Torres and I looked at Christian like, why would anyone even try it with him? You know, why? Yeah. <laughs> He's a big man. It's like, it's like the football fight, right? It's like, okay, please hit me. You get a red card and then 
you know, I'm going to ice my face later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, Dom, we have a group called Gully Squad. That's our supporters. Okay. Uh, they, right. You know, they can do TIFOs and all that. They tell us we can't see it because we don't play soccer, but we're hearing. <laughs> right. Uh, and they we, we let them ask some questions to some of the uh, some of the guests that come in. Um, and we got a bunch of questions for you. Uh, one in particular is from uh, Dimitri, um, who is a uh, he's I believe he's an Olympiacos fan. So that's where this question comes from. Ooh, yeah. So okay. um so this is from Dimitri. He says, ask him if he ever thinks about what could have been regarding the failed transfer to Olympiacos in 2016, i.e. playing in Europe for more money, playing in Champions League, and what that could have done for your career. And the reason that we ask that is there's a lot of times that players will come on and will have these moments in their careers where something could have happened. And are you able to think about that moment? Are you able to put it in, in perspective? Do you, do you, uh, where do you feel about that now where maybe you probably didn't feel that way in 2016 after it didn't happen? Yeah, um, you know, I don't like to say I ever regret anything in my life. Um, I always like to kind of live in the present and live forwards. Um, but no, that was a time where it was a really difficult decision. You know, it was an amazing opportunity. Um, and if that came across now, um, you know, it might be a different situation. Um, but, you know, it was it just wasn't the right time for me and my family. And, and, you know, it turned out to be a good decision. I mean, the coach that was trying to sign me was was fired a week later or two weeks later. Um, so. Hopefully it wasn't because he couldn't sign a striker, um, but you know it was a uh, no. It was it was an interesting time, and you know those opportunities come come and go in football. And um, you know I I sometimes you know wonder what it would have been like. Um, and I think the economy in Greece is is interesting, and it you know I just wasn't in the position with my family to to risk it at that moment. Um, I was about to have a child, and. Um, you know, family just took priority for me at that point. That's totally fair, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and speaking of coaches, uh, your new co- head coach, uh, Oscar Pareja, who we uh, who we interviewed while he was at FC Dallas, and uh, you know, his nickname is Papi, right? And and for, we're both Latino. Papi. We're like, all right, this is he is our yeah. dad now, right? I like, grew up without a father. <laughs> Christian's got a bad one. We were both like, could you be our dad? Five minutes into a conversation with this man. <laughs> I mean, he is a father to every single player here. I tell you that. Yeah, he very much has that uh, very paternal kind of. Uh, feeling what what's been uh the the relationship with, with your new coach so far i mean it's honestly it's amazing um you know i've had three coaches since i've been at this club in in three years um and you know i was in a, i had some interesting years here and i can't say they were they were the most joyful times and um he's definitely like a, a breath of fresh air um you know i think you're going to see success for this club if you haven't already and um you know it's it's a lot of it is due to him um he's 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 managed to keep this group together, especially during this these crazy times in the world now. Um, you know, I already respected him as a coach from from the days where we would do battle when I was in Kansas and he was in Dallas. Um, and you know, now I actually get to really experience him. Um, you know, everybody told me when when they heard the news he was going to be our coach that I would love him and, and that he would be the uh, you know a really good guy for me. And he's I definitely can say that you know he's bringing a bringing a, a strong side out of my game and. Um, he's brought a lot more understanding to my game and, you know, he definitely helps me out in life off the pitch as well. Um, like you said, as a father figure and, um, you know, I think he's that for many, many players. So, um, you know, I think, I think it's tough, you know, coaching, um, but to, to have that, that honesty that he has, um, as a player, you can't really ask for more, you know, exactly what you're getting, you know, exactly what he wants. He'll let you know if you're not doing it and if you are doing it. Um, and, you know, I, I just feel grateful that I'm able to play for him at this time and, you know, especially at this point in my career where it's going to be a vital few years, um, you know, it's it's exciting time. And, you know, he's someone who's, you know, he, I, I look in his eyes and I see his his fire and his passion and his will to win. And, 
you know, he has that mentality and, and I think we match up well on that. Yeah. Have well, you, you know what? Also, go- gorgeous eyes on that man. I don't know if you, you yeah. should get lost in them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there was a Latino 007, he might, he might get a phone call, at least an audition, you know? Is that, that's why you call him Papi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, he did also bring Tesho Akindele, who played for him at Dallas, right? Kind of mm-hmm. knows him a little bit. Also a striker, Great right? Guy. Also a Great forward. Guy. Have you thought about maybe trying to trick him to get out the bubble so he has to quarantine for two weeks so you guarantee the start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you your know, girl's out there, Tesho. <laughs> up two weeks. <laughs> your boy's back. <laughs> hey, Tesho is my boy. Um, you know, Tesho is a, a class player. I think he's very underrated in this league. You know, he'll, um, he, he always gives you what you need. And, you know, to me, I, I enjoy playing with him. Um, you know, I think he's a... He's a very unselfish player and he's a hard worker and he'll give 100% effort all the time. Um, he actually just signed a new contract. Yeah, so I want to yeah. give him a little shout out for that him, yeah. and yeah. congratulate him. It's very thoroughly deserved. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great guy on and off the pitch and, uh, you know, a class player. And I think he's got a bright future. Wipe yeah. down that bag with some Lysol wipes, but the homie got it. Good for him. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You can never be too Long careful. overdue. Long overdue. <laughs> we have to talk about... Uh, the, you know the 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 villain of Orlando <laughs> City, which is Atlanta the previous United. rival, but also probably not going to go away anytime soon. <laughs> uh, so, I, and I want to just reference this question because uh, we again we are comedians and we do we do roast each other, we roast players, mm-hmm. we we have a lot of fun with it. We had a question from one of our members of Gully Squad that this was is Jacob Denton's question. Jacob Denton, which <laughs> oh, wildly root, it's it's disrespectful, but I'm prefacing it so you know. But he he asked the question: Did Don? I got get, time for it. Okay. He got, did did Dom get anything? Uh, did did Dom get Joseph Martinez anything for Father's Day? Okay, so we're just saying it because Ooh, people right? come here, they come like in, they, they bring in the heat, and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of roasting and banter between Orlando. I like that and Atlanta. So what is like, I know those guys those guys are very busy on on social media actually they. <laughs> I'll give them that. You, you know, know how disrespectful in- busy sounds in an English accent? Oh, <laughs> they're very busy. They're literally keyboard warriors. I love it, though. But now, what I will say is, um, you know, for me, it was that, that first game I played in against Atlanta. Um, you know, they're new to the league, so I knew they spent a bunch of money, but I didn't know too much, um, honestly. And and I, we had that battle where me and Joseph were going back and forth, yeah, scoring yeah. goals and... You know, we had them and they scored again last minute. I think it th- uh, finished 3-3. Three, three. Uh, two goals and an assist that game, but I can't really remember. Um, <laughs> Who knows? That and then capping. I st- stood on their advertising boards in front of 70,000, so they might remember that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it was not... Um, it's hard to call it a rivalry, to be honest, because we, we've never beat them. So, um, you know, it's like our local team, but they're kind of forgotten about now. You know, we're, we're playing catch-up. You know, they can go have their own little rivalry now, but... You know, we've got Miami now. We'll battle that one out. And then, you know, hopefully in the playoffs or, or in the finals, who knows, we'll, we'll see Atlanta at a different point and, and we can reignite that. Um, you know, I want to... Joseph, I, I got a lot of respect for him. He's an amazing player and I love what he did in the league as well. And, you know, I wish him... Uh, we, we have decent contact. We talk a fair bit. And, you know, I wish him well on his recovery. I know he's coming back fast and he'll be back scoring goals in no time. So um, a lot of respect for him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as a... You know, to the Atlanta United fans, I say just keep it coming. I love that stuff, man. <laughs> it's look for for us. You know what it, you're it, asking for, right? That's seventy k. But but, but just 
just just so they know just so they know it ain't over till it's over yeah Ah. dude it it is you know it feels a little bit like uh you know even now with you know instagram stories and more players being more vocal there is this element of like like a like a wrestling match you know where they with a play with a wrestlers do promos and kind of hype up every every match so it's like we always look forward to this you know what you know when when atlanta put the the, the that billboard in Orlando and and it, things like that like like I'm yeah. like all right yo let's go this is the entertainment like, factor MLS that is lit hey yeah if I was smashing if they were if we were smashing them I'd be doing the same thing so I, I can't wait baby. <laughs> could you see something like that like where MLS clubs are kind of like trolling each other on on Instagram and on Twitter and putting up billboards could you ever see this happening in England no chance because they're much more professional it's a bit weird when the actual club social pages do that. You know, the players can talk a bit of nonsense here and there. You might get fined and stuff. Um, but it's to me, it's still a little strange when the actual club's pages do it. But um, I'm understanding the culture here in America and, and how the MLS works. So it, it kind of makes sense. But we, normally we let the fans do that stuff. I yeah, love yo, it. Well, I love no, it. I can't we, get enough yo, the of league, it. Yo, the league needs attention. We got yeah, to do whatever we got to do. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> normally it's just the, what, the media guy for this team talking to the media guy for that yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we like we. If, who cares if trolling is what gets us to beat the NBA, bro? <laughs> then let's hire some yeah, comedians. We call it we call it banter. Yeah, exactly for the band. Um, I got a great question here. Yeah. Uh, this is another one from Gully Squad, um, and this is from uh, Ebony Christmas. Uh, have you been in contact with Burhalter at all? Uh, any thoughts or any plans or goals to try to get back in the U.S. Men's National Team mix? Um, I mean, it's definitely in my, in my plans. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 29 now. Um, you know, I've had a, a couple, a couple injuries, which have kept me out from playing. You know, I haven't been, um, lighting up the goal scoring charts and, you know, until I do that, it's, it's really up to me. You know, I can, I can keep calling him as much as I want, but that's not really going to do it. It's, you know, it, it's me doing it on the field. So, um, you know, I'm excited for this year. We got a strong squad and, you know, I'm feeling great. I feel like I'm coming into my prime. Um, so, so we'll see, to be honest, you know, we had a conversation, um, when he first got the job, I want to say two years ago or something. Um, and, uh, you know, we haven't spoke since I've seen him at the games. He's here at the tournament. Um, you know, so, so of course it's something in my aspirations. It's something I want to do. Um, you know, since I came over this country 10, 11 years ago now, um, you know, I've received a lot, um, you know, and I've. You know, obviously, being an MLS player, I want to help grow the game. I want to help grow the sport in this country, um, and that's that's one of my desires. Um, and if I can help the the country on the national stage, of course, that's something I want to do. You know, I gave up my dream of of playing for England to play for this country, and um, you know, that's that's something that I want to continue doing. I'm not ready to hang them up there yet. Of course. Um. So so unless they they got no interest in having me anymore. That's that's definitely in my aspirations. Yeah, is it? Yeah. What, what is it? Isn't it a little odd to see Burhalter behind the goal, just watching everything? It's a little weird watching him on the broadcast, just in the mask and just like just uh, you real know, dad status, right? Usually they, they stay in the stands. Usually the national team coach stays in the stands and watching the game, but he's just like right behind, like Matt Turner watching. Him. <laughs> no, it's not weird at all. <laughs> no, I respect it. I mean, I okay. think his isn't. No, I respect it. I mean, his his son's in there, I think, playing games as well. And, you know, he wants to see at eye level. Um, he wants to see what the players have. So it's good. It's good for the players. Um, you know, maybe it adds a bit of pressure, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. You know, he, he wants to see it. I'm sure he wants to get to know people. So, 
Um, I, I like it. I got time for it. <laughs> it's a good time to shine too, right? Especially in front of the old, uh, in front of the guy who's running the whole thing. There you go. Uh, you know, we should ask uh, about the 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 initial game. The first game for the MLS's back tournament was incredibly powerful. Uh, support, showing support for the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, what was your experience like uh, with that? It was incredible, honestly. Um, you know, walking out the tunnel, um, you know, with the starting eleven, and and just seeing, you know, over a hundred, you know, black players from the MLS who were, it was just, it was strong. It was powerful, man. It, I got goosebumps the whole time walking out, um, and it was, it was just a strong sign of unity. And you know, you've seen all these successful people just coming together with, with one mind and one focus, and you know, something that's bigger than all of ourselves. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And and it made it made people uncomfortable, which is what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, so I. Applaud. It's what it's about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't want to have those conversations. It's a difficult time, but you know, it's something that needs to happen and it needs to be yeah. changed. Yeah. That's the only I way put- change is going to happen is to have those conversations. And and what I'm glad about is that for, as far as you guys, you guys have created, especially in MLS, just created this sea of change because people that don't normally talk about MLS and some networks that don't normally talk about MLS were talking about MLS and talking about uh, the exactly. black players in MLS making a change, which hopefully that inspires that across all different sports. That was wonderful to see. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so again, Dom, Dwight, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been awesome and we, we have to get you back on here and we got it because there's so much we could talk about absolutely we can have a good time we'll get the whole family in here (laughs) uh so before we sign off is there anything you want to let people know about uh or plug or anything something you got coming up yeah absolutely so uh me and a couple of friends have been getting together um cj sapong shout out to him um there's something we are creating um it's called the social sports you're going to see it out there soon um it's basically our own media platform Um, we want to help athletes be able to create their brands help them with their brands um, create their own positive narrative. Um, so, you know, just really put them in a driver's seat and be able to show them that, you know, they're able to, to do what they want to do and um, not be controlled by clubs and other things. So awesome. any athletes around or any pro players who are watching yeah. now, reach out to me or CJ. We'll get it going. So yeah. we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of exciting things to come for you guys. Let us know how we could help with that. That would be dope. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be great. Just to, I, it's, yeah, it's, man, of it, course. You start train, if you start training, we can get you some endorsements, <laughs> man. We can sort you out. <laughs> oh, what a, what a hill to climb. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they get you some deal, though, Alexis. I'd be, be like, yo, this thing works. Yeah, probably for a stretcher company hey, just... or an IV company. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, thank you so much again uh, for joining us, everybody. Make sure you follow uh, Dom Dwar. On, on on Twitter on, on Instagram uh, yes the whole Dwyer family uh, uh, Sydney LaRue is also incredibly uh, awesome uh, on social media Absolutely. so make sure you follow them uh, follow at Fubo Sports uh, on social media as well subscribe to the YouTube channel if you'd like to see full episodes of our program follow at Soccer Cooligans uh, wherever uh, also on Twitch follow us on Twitch because we've been doing some fun stuff there we're as literally well. everywhere we're li- awesome. <laughs> yeah. thanks for having me guys I appreciate <laughs> it it's been a good thank time. you so much so uh, let's end the show the way we normally do so for yeah. Dom Dwyer, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The Cooligans!